0: Well, hello and welcome into the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Ben George, alongside Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky over at Pathfinder Wealth Management there in Rockford, Illinois. And I know Barbara and Phil, we we talk about a lot of different stuff. Some some of it topical, right? We talk a lot of big picture mm-hmm. stuff. But I know today we wanted to focus on. The markets and, you know, just sure. everything happening right now. I'm assuming you both are getting a lot of questions because no matter where you turn, right? Inflation, there's supply chain issues. There's, you know, world war issues going on. I mean, just pretty much everywhere you turn, you find news that just makes you uncomfortable. Um, are y'all getting a lot of questions from people right now about what's happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we are, Ben. Yeah, it's it's uh, we're getting questions every day um, and we wanted to. uh really dedicate the full segment of this podcast to bringing our clients up to date on market conditions and what's going on around the globe Mm -hmm. and how it'll affect our clients. And and more importantly, give our our clients uh, some assurance that they're going to be okay. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, yeah. That's, so yeah, that's the plan today. And, and I just quickly
0: yeah. want to mention anybody that has questions for you both or wants to kind of dive into this deeper, you know, maybe there's something we don't touch on today that you maybe have in the back of your mind, just visit PathfinderChat.com. You can schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil right there. It's very easy. Again, PathfinderChat.com. And if you want to call them too, you can at 815 399 9806. Again, 815 399 9806. So the big question out there is, is now the time to panic? So, talk us off a ledge today, please. Hopefully, <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, in answer to that question, right off the bat, you know, is it time to panic? The answer is definitely no. In fact, uh, as an investor, it's never a good time to panic because uh, outcomes are rarely very good when you when you panic. Now, here's what we're not going to do today. We're not going to try to predict the market. We're not going to, you know, tell you whether it's going to go up or down. We do know it's going to go up or down, um, but we don't know when. Uh, We don't do stock picking. We don't do market time. We we don't do track record investing. But what we can do is we can take a look at history, Ben, and and figure out what has happened in the past. And history is a good, good example of um, it's not a prediction for the future, but it's a good uh, indication of what has happened during these times. And uh, the stock market doesn't do very favorably to instability uh, during uncertain times, and investors, and now we're speaking about the big block traders, the ones that are trading big mutual funds and uh, uh, big uh, retirement accounts, uh, they move the market daily. Those people want a clear and somewhat predictable path going forward. But as we know, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty right now, and it rains uh, uh, across the, the world. And let me give you some examples of, of what we've gone through here and what we're going through currently uh, you know, there's a big war going on in Europe, uh, unless you've been asleep for the last uh, year and a half. Uh, but this is the first continental war in 80 years on the European continent uh, that has a huge impact on on global uh, economic factors. The second uh, thing we have to understand is that the second quarter is heading toward the possibility of a, of a recession if it's down, the GDP is down second quarter, two quarters in a row, that's usually the definition of a recession. Now, recessions aren't necessarily all doom and gloom for the stock market, as Bob Barb will explain later. Here's another one we uh, are seeing unprecedented uh, inflation at yeah. 8.5%, and it's the highest it's been in 40 years. Uh, there's talk of nuclear war between Russia and others. Uh, this hasn't happened since the early 60s. I remember as a kid, um, they had something called the Cuban Missile Crisis, Yeah. and uh, nobody really understood just how dangerous it was during that time. But um, yeah, but there was a very uh, good possibility that uh, the Russians would have launched a nuclear attack. The other thing we look at is the S and P. As a result of all these uh, uncertainties, uncertainties, the S and P is down eighteen percent year to date. The Nasdaq is down twenty eight percent. The Dow is down about 13%. So obviously, there is area a good word to be found. But do all these bad reports predict an inevitable apocalypse? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Are you going to be okay as an investor with us? Well, here's the thing we have to do. Um, we have to understand there's no place to, for, to forecast the future. And if an investor tries to do so, it just leads to being overwhelmed and confused, confusion. Uh, Because there's so many factors for the logical mind to process, the anxious investor winds up making decisions based on emotions such as greed, envy, fear, and panic. Uh, These decisions often have devastating consequences, and often they can't be reversed. So many of our clients attended the first quarter of. lunch or what we call brunch break. Back in uh, learning, it's, well, it was kind of a brunch show. We just basically do a brunch and then we do a class. Mm-hmm. Back in uh, March, of, March 26th, and we titled the presentation, Gearing Up for the Next Market Crash. And in that presentation, we illustrated how history really has an effect on the markets and how your portfolio is designed to not only reduce losses, but to take advantage of the inevitable recovery. You notice I said inevitable recovery. Well, it appears that we might be at the start of an overdue bear market cycle. So we have to take a look at history. What does it teach us? And what it teaches us is that history is the best teacher in preparation. Over the past 95 years, as an example, uh, we have seen uh, worse global and economic conditions than we are seeing right now, believe it or not. Now, here are some things to consider. You know, there was a high likelihood that Barb, uh, you and I might be speaking either Japanese or German right now. The truth. You know, yeah. if we had lost mm-hmm. World War II. there was a, a distinct possibility of that happening. Uh, the nuclear threat of annihilation was a reality uh, during those years. This nation realized depressions, recessions, attacked by global terrorists, and uh, lately a very real pandemic. And so we we've, we've lived through all these things. And uh, not only were these economic economic structures that we put in place in peril during these events, but our very existence, our very survival was threatened during that time. But what does history say about uh, the American and even global equity markets during this period of time? In our nation's history, as we measure the stock market using the S&P 500, and that's over 95 years, Barb, the market was up 70% of those years. Now that's three out of every four yep. years, three out of every four years. Now get this, it's return an average during those 70 years, uh, 70% up years, three out of four years uh, of 21.23% during those up years. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So Barb, what have you found out? What are your thoughts on those, yeah. those things?
2: Well, you know, if we just look at war, too, Phil, uh, you know, it's, it is one of the worst emotions to deal with. You know, we don't know how far reaching it is. We don't know how long it'll go on. Mm-hmm. But you can't equate the war in Ukraine with an absolute certainty that the market's going down. Markets are efficient. So it's only unknowable information that will change the market. If we go back to World War II, what would you have guessed the market to have done? To drop? Well, from 1931 yeah. to 1945, the S&P made 12% a year. All stocks in the U.S. market were averaged 13% per year during that time. After a downturn, then what does the market do? Goes up. So On 9 one of course, there was a horrendous event. The market survived. Pearl Harbor, so we had 1941-1940 to 1945, an annual rate of return for the S&P 500 was 28% per wow. year during that time. Mm-hmm. So as afraid as you may be, all of you listeners, no one can tell you anything about this war. It's critical to take a long view of your portfolio design. It's easy to talk about market drops when you become a client and you're new and, and you know, we're, we're likely not in a down market, but it's another to experience them. The people that stay will win because we'll sell fixed income and buy equity at, equities at a low price and there is a long-term premium in doing so. If you sell, you're never going to capture that premium and that's called rebalancing. And Phil, you were going to talk about uh, some statistics you had too for the baby boomer generation. Yes,
1: yes. Let's take a look at our our generation, the baby boomer generation. Uh, and Barb, I don't think you're a baby boomer, are you?
2: Uh, oh well, thank you.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So uh, I know
1: Ben's not. Um, but <laughs> if not, we look at, no, <laughs> no you're not. You're uh, what generation would we consider you? Ben? Uh, oh man, I think I
0: I think I technically fall into the millennials, although I don't claim yeah. that. I'm like on the very very front edge of that, but I, I think I'm more Gen oh. X I, I, well, or whatever that I'll,
1: middle when they combine the two. I think there's another name for it. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, let me, let me tell you what the baby boomers have done for you, Ben. Okay. All right. Uh, w- we've created the greatest amount of wealth in this nation, nation's history, over $70 trillion, according to the wall street journal. And, uh, and so it's an, it's incredible. So, um, Let's track the market and see what what happened during those baby boomer years. And if we start out in 1950 to the present, there's actually been 81 months or nine periods of bear markets, 81 months total, but there's nine periods of bear markets where the markets went down. Uh, But there have also been nine periods of successive bull market recoveries. So here's some of the data. And this is really incredible. A lot of people don't realize these things, but from 1950 until 2020, so... I'll give you some statistics here. 936% up for a 180-month period of time, 144% up for 77 months, 76% up for 30 months, 844% up for 155 months, 817% up for 153 months, 22% up for five months, 116% up for 62 months, 25% up for one month, and 529% up over a 131 month period of time through 2020. Now I'm sure everybody copied those numbers down, right? (laughs) Well, here's the recap. Okay, the average decrease in a down market was a negative 33% over a nine month period of time on the average, nine months worth of uh, bear market, 33% down. But the average bull markets, or in other words, recovery markets following a bear market was 390% up over eighty-eight months now, so we can't predict Barb what the next twenty percent will be, whether it'll be up or down. But we know the next hundred percent will be up.
2: You bet, yeah. Well, you know what I can. Uh, what I'm just going to talk a little bit about is uh, the the other couple of things that are out there in the news, which mm-hmm. is uh, the recessions and inflation. So two quarters of negative returns. Last quarter was a minus one point four percent. If we hit one more, then we are officially at a recession. Well, what happens during a recession? There's not a high correlation between markets going down and recessions. Right. Markets tend to go down just before a recession and historically have went up during the recession. Right. Yeah, You have to stay disciplined and be patient. Now, we all remember the dot-com crash of 2000. Those amazing returns prior to 2000. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. 1995 to 2000, that was the technology run. The S&P 500 was up 22% a year. The NASDAQ was up 45% a year during those five years. People felt bulletproof. And then U.S. stocks fell 50%. And the NASDAQ was down 75%. What happened after that? A dead decade. For a 10-year period, it's referred to as the lost decade with regard to the S&P. I want to make sure that I'm clear there, just with the S&P. So you invested money in 2000. 2010, you, there was only a couple of up years in that time frame. You would have lost money during that whole entire decade. So investors flocked to large companies even over the last couple of years. As of May 9th, the S&P 500 was down 15%. The NASDAQ was down 25%. So they lost a quarter of value in a year. How do you protect yourself? The right kind of diversification. Globally diversify with small and small value to reduce the risk. As of that same time, May 9th, the Russell 1000 large U.S. value is down 8 percent. International large value is down 8 percent. Diversification is about mitigating risk. Remember, it's not saying that because you're well diversified that your account values won't drop. So lastly, let's just mention inflation. It's like Phil said, it's eight and a half percent over this last year. It'd be easy to say the triple threat with war and recession and inflation would be enough to get out of the market, but that would be a terrible event for you and your portfolio. And that's called market timing, Mm -hmm. buying Mm -hmm. high and selling low. (laughs) Academics tell us to do the exact opposite. So if you're saying, well, I don't know what to do, what should I do? Remember, when you turn on the TV, they're not there to educate you or help you stay disciplined. They're there to heighten the problem. It's profitable for them. Don't fall for it. So historically, equities have overcome inflation. Inflation has historically been 3% a year for the last 40 years, and the S&P 500 has done 10%, so that's 7% above inflation. Small companies have done 14% versus 3% inflation. No one knows the future, but equities, we do know, provide the hedge against inflation.
1: Yeah, Well, that's right, Barb. In fact, uh, you know, we have to understand what history will do. In fact, as I've often said, you know, to be forewarned is to be forearmed, and I think history is the best teacher we can possibly acknowledge. Um, so what does our baby boomer generation learned during this period of time? Well, we do know, as I mentioned before, we don't know. We don't know which way the uh, market will go 20% up or 20% down. But because of the statistics that we've learned over the last uh, 70 years, 100% will always be up, yep. always be up. The other thing is we need to try not to guess which way the market will move and sell out because when you sell, you lock in those losses. Just always remember that. And there, there are people that we talk to all the time that have regrets about selling out. They got spooked. They got panicked. They didn't look at the history. They didn't look at the fact that you know, there's a recovery that follows every recession, every bear market out there. And so they need to stay very, very patient about what, uh, what they're holding. Third thing is that you need to stay diversified. As Barb says, you need to have the small in there. You need to have the value in there because those are where the returns really come from long-term. It's not from the large. It's not from the growth. It's from the small and it's from the value, historically speaking, academically speaking. So we want to stay diversified with a prudent academic portfolio that we have set up for our clients. Uh, One of the things that... uh, they will often do, especially newer clients that come in, Barb. I've often seen them get kind of jittery about times like this. They think, well, gosh, it's not performing as quickly or it's not being as responsive as we thought. So gosh, maybe it was the wrong strategy. Oh my goodness. You know, you need to just be patient about it. You have to understand the facts. You have to understand the history. Let's look back. And we do have a guide that shows what these particular asset classes have done over years. Uh, We're talking not just, Five years or 10 years, we're talking 20, 30, 40 year periods of time that's measured. We have to understand that you have to own equities, diversify and rebalance. Owning equities, which I consider the greatest wealth creator in history known to man, those have to be owned by you. You need to own positions and companies through diversified portfolios. You need to diversify, which means you need to own many different asset classes. Uh, that's a very important thing. Right. In fact, Barb, you know, most of the time when we see people come in, uh, the preponderance of their particular portfolio is in what large, large, path, right. large, large and growth. Exactly. Right. And that may be the darling of the last few years, but not necessarily true. As Barb has mentioned, we had that lost decade. And so you have to realize that, uh, you know, those, those kind of, um, asset classes happen to reverse at times. And then you have to rebalance, which is kind of counterintuitive because you think to yourself, gosh, if my investments are doing so well, why would I want to sell them off and invest in something that really isn't doing as well? And it's kind of like taking your racehorses to the slaughterhouse, right? Yeah. But the old saying is true, buy low and sell high. And that's exactly what rebalancing is all about. But above all else, we need to remain patient. Patience is what wins the game. Patience was what really rewards the investor.
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, when we talked about this a little bit at our client class too, Phil, that some of our clients have not been through a down market with us. True. You know, right before right around that time, I think I was meeting with a couple of clients. It became uh, clients in 2018, 2020, and we haven't had a down market. So, uh, you know, we, like I said, we can we can talk about the principles of owning equities, diversifying and rebalancing, but uh, which is easy to do, but hard mm-hmm. to stick with. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to just say in the end here that every investor has one thing to deal with, and that's their mindset. It's, it's, your, it's your emotions and your mindset. Investing isn't easy. It entails being able to recognize when fear, instincts, and blind spots can cause imprudent behavior. The reality is that no one knows, mm-hmm. good or bad, and the market's already factored that into prices today. One thing that we do know is human beings are resilient. Pain and struggle have always been followed by peace, courage, and bravery. And given time, you will see this again in the future, too. Don't panic.
1: Yeah, and I want to add one other thing to that, too, Barb, is the fact that, you know, people uh, do panic. I mean, unless they have somebody there to encourage them. And that's what we are here for. We're your investor coach. And it's important for you to turn to us. We've had several clients over the last uh, few months that have got kind of panicked uh, and decided to make some decisions on their own without consulting us first. And quite frankly, what they've done is locked in their losses. Um, And that's tragic to see that happen. And so if you have any uh, fear, if you have any apprehension about what's going on, we would encourage you to give us a call. Whether you're a client of ours or not, we encourage uh, the general public to call us, give us a, a shot here at the office. We certainly would be able to give you some guidance Maybe because of the portfolio you do hold elsewhere, it might be worthwhile to consider a better diversification strategy.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. You know, you can reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com. Right there, you can schedule a 15-minute phone call with either Phil mm-hmm, or I. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this does include all listeners, not just our investors, because you, know, you may be in a portfolio that you don't understand why, or you're not hearing from your financial advisor, or you don't think that you're in the right group of assets, whatever the question may be. It may be worth 15 minutes of your time to give us a call.
1: Absolutely, it would.
0: Ben, we'll turn it back over to you. Well, I think it was great information and great perspective. I just think it's important overall just for people to kind of hear this message, right? Cause we, we hear mm-hmm. all the negative news everywhere and, it's easy to kind of buy into that and just and just succumb to the fear but hearing this and kind of understanding keeping that long-term view is, is so crucial for investing it it helps ease it ease things a little bit although it's not going to ever take the fear completely away if you turn on the TV it's right back in your face but mm-hmm. you know I think it's it's important to have this message so I appreciate you both taking us through this and kind of sharing uh, your thoughts on, on what's happening and and again I just kind of echoing your message if you have any any concerns any questions beyond what we talked about anything you want want to discuss. Just log on pathfinderchat.com. It's always best to sit down with Barbara and Phil in person, talk through your specific situation and get answers that way. So again, Pathfinder Chat. Dot com. All right. Well, I know the way the, the world's going. Maybe we'll have this conversation again in, a, in six months or eight months from now. Who knows? But yeah. uh, it does help us. Hopefully, mm-hmm. soon enough, we'll have yeah. a positive message. But I do appreciate you both today. Yep. Thanks, Brad. Well, okay. Thanks, thanks, thanks thank you, listeners. You, ben. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Pathfinder. Please subscribe to the show. A new episode coming in a couple of weeks. we got a good one coming up on reverse mortgages that you don't want to miss. So stay tuned for that. Thanks, Barbara and Phil. We'll talk to you again soon.